Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hello, everybody. We are excited to have today's guest on the show. He released his first album of jazz standards entitled September in the Rain back in 2013. His love of jazz and constant exploration of the genre led him to his third album's concept to interpret the great Chet Baker's music as contemporary jazz. The 2021 release Just Friends has produced multiple acclaimed songs that have been played regularly on contemporary jazz radio. He's an award-winning trumpeter, singer, guitar player, and band member. Please welcome to the show the supremely talented Mr. Ilya Serov. Ilya, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carl. I'm glad to be here. It's so great to have you here today. I wanted to start our conversation by talking about your career evolution. I mean, you started out Mm -hmm. playing classical trumpet, fell in love with jazz, and then early on displayed a love of jazz standards. And now you've become a sought-after contemporary jazz musician as well. Talk to us about the evolution of your career and where you want your career to go from here. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, interesting, you know, kind of looking back on the past decade or maybe 15 years of my life and just seeing where this whole path, you know, took me because mm-hmm. it definitely I did not envision that. I did not expect that to be a contemporary jazz artist. Yeah. Say 20 years ago when I was uh, working at the symphony orchestra and playing in the opera theaters and being a classical trumpet player, uh, knowing that I'm going to be playing contemporary jazz in 20 years. Yeah. So, um, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's quite a journey. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. And it's interesting, just basically, just to kind of to realize how much there is out there that yeah, we can yeah. do, and how much that I can personally explore and experience. And it's so fulfilling, yeah. you know, just to be able to know that there is a freedom to do things that you want to do, that you can variate uh, different things and band different genres, and just kind of go on with with all of your different inspirations. You yeah. Know? I got to tell you, you uh, uh, listening to your music and, you know, watching some of your YouTube videos, you strike me as, well, you come across very much as a bit of a renaissance man, right? You are, I think, equally as adept as a singer, as you are as a trumpet player, as you are as a band leader, right? And yeah. how, do you, how do you juggle all of those different things? And You know, and because just being a great trumpet player is a lot of work, you know, so then you factor in being a great singer, being a great band leader. How do you how do you juggle it all? It didn't all come at once. It took quite a bit of time to kind of acquire some of those skills, Mm -hmm. although I still think that I'm a kind of a, as the, the, the saying goes, Jack of all trades, master of none. You know, <laughs> so, that's kind of the way I I, I think of myself. Uh, I definitely uh, feel like I'm. I have a long journey ahead of me in, in the sense of mastery of my particular skills, the way I want them to be, and the way I I think I'm capable of doing it. Uh-huh. But I'm in. The, but in the meantime, I'm also enjoying the ride. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Good. And uh, and if it comes across uh, to you and the public and everybody that I got a handle of all of my things, yes. that's awesome. That's great. That's the testament. And to basically, the, it means that I'm doing something right and I'm just going to continue doing it that way, you know. That's great. That's great. So how do you describe the music that you make and the music that you want to make going forward? 
It's so hard these days to describe something uh, in a sense of genres because mm -hmm. everything is just being so mixed and matched and it's like it's a melting pot of different music genres because the description of say jazz music and i come across this all the time when i talk to people and i talk to uh music lovers and or the musicians mm -hmm. and everybody seems to be have their own perception of what particular genre is yeah you know, what jazz is what smooth jazz is you mentioned some musicians name and they say oh no i don't like it because it's smooth jazz and some people consider that the same artist to be a jazz artist and and uh, some people say oh i hate jazz but i like uh you know uh, dave cause mm -hmm. or or they say something else you know mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's weird how some people differentiate and they consider somebody to be one genre and other people consider the same artist to be completely different. Yeah. And and of course, and, and I love music in general. And of course, being a classical musician to begin with, and I love classical music. And I my passion with jazz started from the great American songbook from mm -hmm. the big band, mm -hmm. the 40s and 30s. And um the music of you know Frank Sinatra, yeah, and later on I, I fell in love, absolutely fell in love with the music of Chet Baker, yeah, and and especially him being a trumpet player and and a singer, yeah, and having such unique quality to his voice, such unique quality to his sound on the trumpet and the the style that he played and just the whole vibe inspired me and kind of changed my whole perception. And of course, and then you see artists like Miles Davis or Louis yeah. Armstrong or Clifford Brown. And they all, while all being jazz musicians, mm -hmm. all so different and so unique in so many different ways. And they all play trumpet and they all sing, for example. But it's just, you can see, the hear the difference. Yeah, it's absolutely. just a small detail of it. It's completely different. And that's the beauty of it. And, um, and of course me playing now a lot of contemporary jazz because that's where my interest lies today yeah and that's kind of the style of music that i like to write okay you know i like soul i like neo soul and r&b uh -huh. like that kind of classic smooth r&b and uh in combination with jazz i think it creates some something resonates within me when yeah. i hear that kind of music that i cannot describe and i cannot explain and for me, and of course, uh, it's a little bit more contemporary. It's easier for me to be be surrounded by that kind of music and to write music mm -hmm. in that genre. Mm -hmm. But I would not say that now I would limit myself con only to contemporary jazz or smooth jazz. Okay. So I still perform my shows with a traditional band, with my yeah. 10th band, when, when I do standards and covers of uh, those classic songs with a style of swing and some yeah. of the Latin flavors and cha-cha-cha. And I love Brazilian music uh, so much. Music of Antonio Carlos Jobim and yes. writers of that era and playing Brazilian bossa novas and sambas. Uh, it's so hard for me sometimes, just even to myself, to yeah. understand and describe exactly who i am yeah. and what's what's I, uh, what am i what i'm doing because it's i think that's a cool thing i think because you know music does evolve people evolve um and i think one of the things i like to talk to artists about is like you know 
kind of what are you chasing with your music, right? Are you chasing fan approval? Are you chasing something inside of you that says, I want to create here? And sometimes that changes too. Like sometimes you want to create in space A, sometimes you want to create in space B, sometimes they're melding together. And so I get that. And I think that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, well, I mean, we always as, as an artist and composers and um, um, and these days, a lot of people, a lot of artists actually write and produce their own music as well. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. kind of puts quite a bit of um, strain on 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 you as a as a as a person as a musician because there's a lot of things, a lot of skills that you need to have, and it requires also you to have enough time headspace inspiration yeah to do all those things because if you traveling all the time but then you also need to when you when you need to write something or produce music you have to have the right state of mind yep. the right headspace yep. have enough in your head just to kind of concentrate or maybe not concentrate on anything to be able to write something yeah and that's kind of a, a challenge for a lot of people these days and that's why uh, the more we can find ways to shift sometimes mm-hmm. our perception and those angles, that opens up different possibilities. So yeah. that's why I see a lot of people try to, uh, for different reasons. Yeah, like you said, some people uh, try to trying something different for fans' approval. Yeah, some people trying something just to kind of so they can dig a little bit deeper within themselves and find different sources of inspiration you know different sources of energy that just something that will move you after a month of uh traveling and touring into (laughs) being being excited and and to write something you know it it, it's it's nice to you know just to kind of change things up a little bit no doubt fun for yourself mostly good 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 so i know you recently celebrated a wedding anniversary congratulations Mm -hmm. and you have a young child so how does your personal life and your personal responsibilities impact your process of of making music now? Well, it's a different kind, <laughs> different kind of challenge. I thought it was hard before. Now I know that before it was actually a lot easier. Uh-huh. So you know, we just uh, all learn it in a comparison. But it's it's been going great. Luckily, I I feel very blessed that yeah I have a healthy, beautiful son. And uh, all the things that we're dealing with are normal things that, you know, dealing with children, you yeah. know, the sleep and, you know, and getting used to caring for somebody 24-7. Yeah. And, and not being just concentrating on your own career and, and your own music and your own life, but mm-hmm. you're not alive to take care of. And, of course, it's... Uh, uh, it, it's it's been taking us a little while to kind of get used to this whole new lifestyle. Yeah, and, and but it's been it's been going great. My wife is awesome, you know, and my our parents are helping us out a little That's bit. Great. You know, my wife's mom comes and visits. My mom uh is staying with us right now and then that's why i'm able to do the interview because oh, my wife is working <laughs> and, and my mom is taking care of the baby for the moment and uh you know so it's getting better it's getting easier yeah. you know he's yeah. growing up he's starting to sleep through the night and you know good 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 well one of the one of the biggest joys in life is is being uh, a parent you know and even though it it does cause a little zigs and some zigs and zags and in your world at some points in time, it's all well worth it. So um, you've got a lot of good stuff ahead. 
it's definitely teaching me now how to at least try to work a little bit faster. Oh, yeah. And maybe prioritize different things a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, uh, I, I'm always such, I wouldn't say a perfectionist, but in some different ways, kind of OCD about yeah. things to be done the right way, yep. to be done neatly. I can't leave some of the stuff out of my studio from producing something or recording for some different artists that has any kind of a even potential issue. I like like mm -hmm. to take my time with everything, and sometimes I realize maybe a little bit too much time yeah. with all of this stuff. And now I realize I just can't do it exactly with the same, not dedication, but spending the same time just, just doing everything else like I used to. Now I have to either not to take some of the projects on completely mm -hmm. or learn how to work a little bit quicker and have a quicker turnaround and commit to ideas faster yeah. and so yeah. forth. So definitely it's a, it's a whole different level of learning for me yeah. professionally also. Yeah. That's really having a family and having a baby and we just uh, had a little getaway for the weekend last week for our anniversary with uh, with the baby and with two dogs and it okay. was, i went to the beach and the baby was at the beach for the first time it was, oh, cool. it was great to see him in the water and yeah that's fantastic man well congratulations there thank you so Ilya, how do you know as a as a singer and uh, a trumpet player Mm -hmm. How do you know when a song needs your trumpet versus your voice? Like your rendition of, of Funny Valentine, right? Like yeah. that's, that's, that's an instrumental rendition, right? But, you know, could have very well been a vocal rendition. So how do you know? How do you determine that? There are a few factors that come into play here. It's, uh, first of all, recording trumpet and vocals at the same time on the track, first of all, take a little bit longer, depending on the song, depending on the track, depending on how I feel at the song. Mm -hmm. Because I personally, since I've been a trumpet player for most of my life now, yeah. and I started singing fairly recently compared to playing trumpet, I definitely have a lot more control of my trumpet playing skills versus the vocals. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, finding and, and vocally also I, I wouldn't say maybe i don't know if it's fair to compare those two or not but uh the human ear and i feel like the contemporary listeners are so used to vocal music mm -hmm. versus instrumental not maybe not necessarily smooth jazz lovers but mm -hmm. genuinely like yeah. everybody responds to vocals differently than instrumental yeah and uh, and delivery of a vocal song I think in some ways, at least for me, it's a lot more intimate and a lot more deep mm -hmm. able to connect and, and deliver what you're singing about and mm -hmm. portraying the, the, the emotion and, and the feeling. And My Funny Valentine is, um, is one of those kind of songs that it, it, it is deep, it's, it's so well known. And it's been done so much mm -hmm. as well. And uh, sometimes I feel like for that particular song, I, I, I felt it easier for me or maybe even better for me in some ways to express my emotional state through trumpet. 
Mm-hmm. And especially kind of the, the way I'm doing it right now, I'm looking kind of for my own different kind of a tone of and the sound of my instrument. And I thought that that particular sound that I'm using, it would just suit the song a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I decided to do that song as an instrumental. But it definitely, uh, it, it, like, like you said, yeah, it could have easily been a vocal song as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, beautiful song though, beautiful song. So, talk to talk to me about what touring is like for you. Is it? Uh, do you enjoy the process of being out on the road and being on stage? Uh, do you enjoy creating music in your studio more, or are they both? Are they different? Uh, different things, parts of you that that you need to feed. There are two also ways to look at it. You know, there is a practical standpoint and mm-hmm. basically it's just uh, the way of having fun and enjoying it and i enjoy both of them but i've been a musician and a live performer most of my life yeah and uh working in a studio and being a producer started maybe only a few years ago okay when i was spending more and more time in the studio and actually recording my own stuff and producing my own tracks and working on other people's music and also in fact i've been doing some work in uh film world you know okay when oh great right work either compose or record for different films you know and it's just something that i enjoy doing both but i definitely like being out there and being a performer and yeah. do live shows and see people and communicate and work and enjoy the the camaraderie on stage with the musicians mm-hmm. and meeting new fans yeah. and sharing my music and feeding from their energy and I, I definitely like that a lot more than being by myself in the studio yeah going nuts yeah know, yeah yeah <laughs> come up with different <laughs> ideas uh-huh. because sometimes it just pours out of me and it's uh uh an easy process and sometimes uh, it, it's a struggle and and i spend days and days in the studio yeah. And then I come to the conclusion that I don't like any of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's uh, very frustrating sometimes. Yeah. 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 Immediate reward when you're out on stage, right? Because you get a chance to see the audience enjoying themselves and, and getting into it, right? So I can imagine that's a difference. Yeah. And of course, you go different places, you see different people, you know, the variety of it. But it's nice to now to be able to combine it because... Now, when I come back home and if I'm at the house uh, and I build out a studio here at my house, uh-huh. I actually can work from home directly, which is a lot easier now. Yeah. And um, it's just nice to be able to also use your different side of your uh, brain and kind of switch some of the activities when I'm not traveling. So I can still be productive at home. I still can be creative. I can still do stuff. Yeah. And uh and a lot of times, actually work and make living doing that uh, without traveling. And then it's nice to, after being in the studio for a little while and in the dark and in, in my man cave, as my <laughs> wife, it's uh, just nice to get out in the sun and travel a little bit and yeah. see some people and, you know, shift a little. Good, good. Well, let's take a listen to one of your songs that... Both fans and radio alike responded to very well, and this is the song Heat.
everybody. That was today's guest, Ilya Surov, with his song, Heat. So I know you've been a mainstay on the Dave Cos cruise over the last few years. What was that experience like for you? It's definitely one of a kind experience mm-hmm. altogether. You know, being on the Dave Cos cruise, period, is one of a kind experience because uh, the environment that Dave creates for all of his cruises, and I've been on three of them already, mm-hmm. and I will be on the next one as well. It's just so unique yeah. what he creates because uh, starting from himself as, as a person and, and as a businessman and as a musician, he also wears many hats. Yeah. And he does it beautifully at the same time. And yeah. the way he handles it, his, he, his team of people that he works with, his whole production crew is incredible great people and musicians and of course it seems like if he is the person he is he i don't know if it's his talent or if it's just done that it just unconsciously happens he kind of like a magnet of cool talented people surrounding him yeah yeah. and, and that's why it's always it's just nice to be involved in something like that because on every level of um dealing with the production of this cruise, you know, the rehearsals and the performances and all of the musicians and collaborations that I've done with through the cruise, it's been just absolutely amazing and unique in its own way. Yeah. And, uh, and it's almost like one big family now in that sense, because everybody's getting together every year, you know, everybody, mm-hmm. most of the people, of course, done it multiple times. Everybody knows each other. So it's, it's a fun hang and a lot of uh, people that come. Um, a lot of guests that come for those cruises have yeah. been doing it. Some of them, people have met, they've done it every single year for yeah. the past however many, 11, 12 years. Yeah, it's amazing. And um, they, yeah, people do it regularly and it's it's like a summer camp, you know, yeah. you, you go, you, you go, you meet your old friends, you, see, you meet some new friends, you meet, mm-hmm. you visit with old friends, it's like a reunion every year and it's awesome. You know, of course, in the artistry, <clears throat> because he brings so many diverse Yeah people and talented people and a lot of uh obviously some of the headliners and some of the heavy hitters mm-hmm. that you would expect of course you know that everybody knows and been uh, holding that status for the past 20 years you know and it's awesome to work with them and it's something that i've learned so much from and uh, inspired by but then mm-hmm. you also meet somebody who you've never heard yeah about before <clears throat> and the same that i was when i was the first time a lot of people were discovering me for the very first time yeah. I never heard of me. And, and and I was meeting some new people. And every year, Dave brings somebody new that that just blows my mind. And, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and that's another thing that's very special and unique because every year you don't, you just don't know what to expect. And yeah, somehow Dave always finds the way to top it and to find a new angle and new spin and, I mean, with his team as well. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, that's one of the things on my uh, personal bucket list. I have not done Dave's cruise yet. Uh, my wife is not very fond of cruising, and so I have a little bit of a uh, little bit of legwork to do to convince her that this is oh. going to be worth her while, right? <laughs> but it's certainly on my bucket list. And and I I would also have to imagine. I think you mentioned this too. Like I got to imagine that so many collaborations are born out of that time on that cruise with so many different artists. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, a lot, a lot. And since uh, I've done those few cruises, a few artists that I personally was uh, amazed by and been a huge fan for years, now I was able to meet and work with and mm-hmm. become friends with some of them and yeah. uh, collaborate beyond the cruise. Yeah. You know, something that when we come back on land and we did some few live shows, some recordings with a few of the artists and uh, developed new relationships and friendships. And I, I think it's remarkable. I mean, yeah. for me, for my personally, for my career, you know, doing those cruises was just incredible on, on many, many levels. Yeah. Just professional and emotional level and just, you know, being surrounded by this um, support of so many just wonderful people around. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, Ilya, if you weren't a musician, what do you think you would be doing for a living? It's hard to say. Uh-huh. You know, as a musician, I have a whole bunch of different interests in music, you know, because, see, like, I couldn't just stick with a trumpet. I started singing, then I played guitar, I produce, and everything else, and I cannot just stop on one thing, which seems like. And I don't know, I probably would be kind of a torn apart if I was a musician, because uh-huh. there's a lot of things that interest me beside music as okay. well. But funny thing is, I when I was uh, a teenager and a child, actually, I started playing soccer when I was okay. almost seven, seven years old, around the same time, maybe even younger, before I started playing music. And um, I, I really loved playing soccer. I was following yeah. all of the, you know, European and FIFA and all of those championships and everything. It was yeah. just you know, so inspiring for me. And at some point, when I was a teenager, I was actually pretty good. I played uh-huh. at my school, I played at my school team. And I kind of was considering actually quitting music altogether ah. and becoming a soccer player. Okay. Uh, you know, because, you know, being a cool soccer player, yeah. and, you know, especially in the, within the teenager and playing sports. And it's one of those things. It was cool. It was, you know, it was uh, fun. And I literally considered that for a while and uh, even had some conversations with my parents about it. And they were kind of convincing me to stick by music and not okay. to go into sports. And I was, uh, because I came to that point when I really couldn't handle both of them at the same time. Yeah, because as I can up, as My music career was taking off. Uh, my traveling started happening. I My education started becoming more intense. I had to start preparing for college and everything else. So I had yeah. to really ramp up my game. And the same thing in soccer. Like I also had to basically commit or get out to both of them, uh, to one of them. And it, 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 I remember it was kind of a struggling year. Yeah. Around the, maybe the time when I was 14 or something, you know, I had to make a decision. Uh-huh. And I decided towards uh, music. And then actually, I, I, but I continued playing for fun. But then I had a trauma and I, and I damaged my knee a couple okay. of years later. So at the end of the day, I made the right choice. Yeah, clearly, clearly, clearly. <laughs> yes, because I would have struggled with being a soccer player. But, uh, but, but yeah, it, it, a lot of people don't know that about me, that I, that I yeah. played sports. And I was really into, and I played hockey also when okay. I was younger. And a lot of different things that I love doing. Yeah, yeah. But of course, since, since then, I haven't really been playing much at all. And it's uh-huh. just, there's no time. and. A few years ago, I bought a, a soccer ball, kind of, in, and I got the shoes and everything. We used to live near a park in Irvine, uh-huh. in California, and 
and they had uh, the little soccer field that in the, during the day was always empty. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm going to get my gear, yeah. my shoes. I'm going to go and once in a while I'm going to go train. It was a few years ago. Never done it since, never had time. Okay. And now I realize that's with the baby, it's probably not going to happen for, for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. And I came across this ball just sitting in my garage. It's still brand new. It's still just sitting there. I never played it once. I'm like, okay, maybe one day, you know. Yeah, so. maybe we want something you share with your son at some point in a little exactly. while, right? In a, in a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you mentioned, you know, being a cool soccer player. I think you've done okay with being a pretty cool musician so far, too. So we're, Thank you, yeah. we're, we're glad you chose music. And let's take a listen to another one of your songs. This is Chillin'. Thank you. 
All right, everybody, you just heard Chillin' from today's guest, Ilya Serov. So, Ilya, we have this game that we like to play, this segment that we do on the show. It's called Bout It or Doubt It, okay? So Mm -hmm. if you're about it, it's something that you like. If you doubt it, it's something you're not quite feeling. Can we get you to play today? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. All right. Let's do it. I started this body body. If you body, get them up. I mean you body body. That I mean you body. body. We say you body body. Uh, I represent. I doubt it. All right, Ilya, we're going to spin the wheel and get you a category here. So let's spin the wheel. All right, Ilya, your category is fun and games. Bout it or doubt it. Playing the lottery. Uh, doubt it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you don't get caught up in all the frenzy. Like right now, some lottery game, I don't know if it's Powerball or Mega Millions or whatnot, but I think the next drawing is going to be worth a billion dollars, right? So you don't get caught up in the frenzy of it, huh? No, somehow I never got uh, into any of that kind of stuff. I, I tried it a couple of times, long, long time ago. I, I never get any luck with that yeah. kind of stuff. And I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that i somehow against it. It's just somehow never on my radar. Yeah. And somehow it just yeah. it, like a parallel reality mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you. I, I'm not a big lottery player either. Now that it's a billion, even though my chances are worse, mm-hmm. I feel compelled to play now. Just to have two or three days to dream about what would happen if I won a billion dollars. You know? Oh no! Believe oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, I'm, not, I'm with I'm with you. For the most part, I don't do it. But hey, when it gets to be that big, I might throw a couple bucks at it. All sure. right. Let's ask sure. you one more about it or doubt it question. About it or doubt it? Playing poker. Uh, about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But but uh, I don't do it very often. I do it once every couple of years and every okay. time i do it, i forget how to play yeah <laughs> and i have to relearn every single time but it's a fun process yeah. i actually really enjoy doing it with a nice uh, group of uh, people with good friends you know just kind of it's i think it's a nice relaxing way to uh spend time and hang out i don't do it you know professionally i don't have enough yeah skills i mean just actually going and playing at the casinos or something like that yeah but yeah. just with a group of friends, you know, I actually hosted casino um, uh, blackjack okay. uh, game on the Dave Cos Cruise at the casino. Oh, once. that's cool. Uh, it was my first time uh-huh. dealing. Yeah, you know, uh, it was was pretty. I didn't host. I mean, I was dealing the, the, okay. the game. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that was quite an experience for me. I bet. I but, bet. Uh, but yeah, but I don't really gamble that much or anything. When I go to Vegas for work and stuff, I just mostly hang out. And yeah, just, yeah. Like, I tell you, I, I, I'll never forget going to Vegas once. And I remember going and I went, my friends, I was with some friends and we went for a long weekend primarily to play golf. And I remember walking into, we stayed at the Rio. I remember walking into the casino, going to our room and we had to go through where they had the slot machines, right? And I remember mm-hmm. walking by and seeing a gentleman sitting at a slot machine. I don't know what it was that caught, that guy caught my attention, but he was sitting at a slot machine. The next morning, we went out to play golf. And I walked out, that same guy was sitting at that same slot machine. And I was kind of like, wow, really? Like, 
was he there all night or did he just come back or what happened? You know, I don't remember if he was wearing the same clothes or not, but I like you. Like when I go to Vegas too, I, I, I don't like, I, I'm very bad at cards. Like, like you, every time I've played poker, but I always have to relearn because I always forget the process. Blackjack's a little bit easier, but I never do it at a casino because I just don't, I, I'm just not good enough. I, as I don't, I don't spend enough time on it to do that. I personally enjoy interaction. Like, for example, why I like poker, because it kind of gives you while you're playing the game and some people have different reasons. For me, it's mostly not so much for the game itself, but mostly for the interaction. Sure. That's the fun part for me. Slot machines for me is not even interesting because it's it's uh, it's random. Yeah. It's not really something that you have control over. Yep. With with game with poker or anything, obviously there is partially luck because you the where they have good mm-hmm. cards and don't. But there is still something that you can do yeah. about it. Decisions yeah. that you can make with the slot machines. I mean, what decision can you make? You just pull the the thing. Exactly. And you wait. Nothing more. So for me personally, it was never interesting so much. But uh, everything related with other people and kind of using your intelligence against theirs and maybe also just having a great conversation in the meantime, whether you lose or win, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But that's, the process is fun for me. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So who would you say are some of your current musical influences, Ilya? Uh, you know, there are a few people that I like. Also, besides just because I started getting into all kind of music lately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of like a lot of different people um, of the pop music, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and besides jazz. And I like a couple of younger producers that are uh, also would be considered to be kind of a pop EDM that may not be as known and as famous, okay. but they are fairly known on the internet, on YouTube and so forth. And, and uh, some of these guys that are really, really talented and creative and the whole approach of how they do music and approach music these days, some mm-hmm. of the younger guys, it's quite different from what, for example, contemporary jazz and smooth jazz is all is all about you know and it's interesting to see how just the the philosophy and mentality of approaching the production of the track yeah yeah. where to begin and how to do it and what colors and flavors to use yeah these days with some of the 20 year olds Uh compared to producers that have been doing it for 30 years yeah yeah both tracks are great but they're just so different than their initial approach Mm -hmm. and that's and that's interesting and uh, but of course, I mean, some of the artists that I uh, that I've known of the smooth jazz world and contemporary jazz for a while that I keep rediscovering, you know, mm-hmm. some of the guys that are already known and, and I liked and I just see the different sides of them and yeah. layers and, you know, like peeling them. And sometimes if I go back to some of their old work, yeah. when I listen, oh, that's that's so cool hearing like different different things yeah yeah uh, and, and it's so hard to pick like everybody if people always ask me you know what who is your favorite it's it's so hard to tell it because hard. you know yeah. like it, yeah. it's just small little bits and pieces that over your course of your life you kind of carry it with you you know mm-hmm. because you, because you don't just model your life or your style around somebody right because that's right. because that's weird but unconsciously 
yeah. your experience, your life, it's what you know, it's what you hear, and it's what you saw in your life. That's what you do. Yeah. You know, whether you want it or not, it's just different variations, different combinations. But yeah. So there's literally like a lot of artists that influenced my career and, and continue influencing it right now. That's awesome. So what advice would you give your 13-year-old self about life? I would say that I would, um, well, basically, I guess if we were wording it this way, just saying basically what I would maybe do if I was 13-year-old right now, like mm -hmm. to, to, I would probably learn to be more patient mm -hmm. With mm -hmm. and to be, and, and on some things I realized that it's almost, it's very hard. And it doesn't help to cut corners. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there are a few things. There are there are things that you can cut corners on, but some things you just you just can't do it. And yeah. it, it, it sometimes uh you get some of the quick results if you do it. Yeah. And it seems like you got it and you did not spend all this time and years doing it because you, you get the job done. But then ten years later you realize because you actually did not do that particular thing the right way. Yeah. You did not spend your time learning something. You did not spend your time kind of getting in the topic or doing something kind of deeply, actually starting from the scratch. I started realizing right now that I'm actually doing a lot of re-education yeah. of stuff that I was supposed to do when I was 13 years old yeah. that I actually was never done because it was too boring or it was too unnecessary at the time yeah or seemed like i would never need it i realize right now that i'm actually need to get schooled yeah yeah my, my, schooling myself basically for some of those things i mean and not maybe when i was 13 but but stuff you know yeah. it's just it's interesting that you say that i i have a daughter who is 16 years old who wants to be yeah. a singer and she has she was offered an opportunity to audition for a part in a play that's um very heavy on singing and yet last night we were talking about what song she should sing for her audition. And we went through several songs and she this morning said she landed on a song and she said she landed on that song because it was easy and it was shorter range. And I said, well, is easy what you really want? Right. I said, like, you know, to be good, you can't go the easy route sometimes. Like, I think you got to be thinking about the work you got to put in. You can't cut corners. It's one of the things that I told her. You have to put in effort. Anybody who, when you see someone who's a performer and they make it look effortless on stage, I told her, I guarantee you, there are hours and hours and hours and hours and days and weeks and months and years of practice mm -hmm. that you never saw that made it look easy. You can't cut yeah. corners and be great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there are a handful of the super talented and chosen ones that some stuff comes very naturally. And yet, and, and for them, it was never particularly a struggle. Mm -hmm. It was maybe hard work, but not a struggle. But for most people, and I would consider myself included, even though I would say that I, I probably have a lot of natural talent for mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. For me, it was definitely a lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of struggle to this day. Mm -hmm. And and I realized that if I actually put in my time. And not just to kind of get it over with, but actually to do it mindfully. Yeah. You know, to do particular things when I was a teenager right now, I would not have a lot of those issues 
and warriors that I'm dealing with. Yep. Understand. No doubt about it. And Good advice. Yeah, you whatever you say yeah, to your daughter, that's that's exactly what it is because you know, you obviously have to be smart. Sometimes you have to. You have to get stuff done. You have to mm-hmm. cut corners here and there. You know, you, mm-hmm. you cannot, just, if you have something addition tomorrow, you cannot pick the song that you are right. capable of doing. Right. But at the same time, without pushing yourself and challenging yourself and failing, which I, which is another thing which I hate doing. I hate failing and I, and I, and I don't, I mean, nobody likes, right. you know, but I realize without it, there is no growth yeah and uh and it's just you you basically have to kind of look at it differently mentally too just you know you have to kind of start looking back stop looking back and looking forward i mean if something doesn't work something did not work out you have tomorrow to make it better that's right absolutely right great advice great advice well let's take a listen to one more of your songs Ilya. this is the hit ironic
All right, friends, you just heard the hit song Ironic by today's guest, Ilya Serov. So, Ilya, you are having a dinner party, and you can invite any three people, living or deceased. Who's coming to your dinner party, and what's on the menu? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, those questions. <laughs> I'm so undecisive. I would probably say... I think it would be very cool and interesting to have, you know, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And then, see, the thing is, some of those uh, people, I don't know how, like, if it's going to be a fun dinner party, because some people, they probably wouldn't match too well, <laughs> or they might, or they might, but, and uh, you said three, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're three. Three. Mm. <laughs> I would invite also, uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And somebody from the current time mm -hmm. that I personally like is uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, that would be cool. I think that would be, wow, some different personalities there, too. Yeah. I think that'd be yeah, a fun that, party. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That'd be a fun party. So what's on the and, menu? And, and on the menu, I don't know, definitely something French. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, love, I love French food. Okay. Okay. Great. So, Yeah. All right. And I, I'm going to throw one more of those challenging questions at you that I know you just said you it's really hard to answer. But your three favorite albums of all time. Three favorite albums. There is one that I listen to all the time is Oscar Peterson Trio. Mm -hmm. that, I, I don't know if it's an actual album or if it's a compilation. It's an old recording but without drums. Uh, it's called Pastel Mood. I don't know if it's actually the, the album, but that one is okay. definitely one of them. I would say Kind of Blue, mm -hmm. Miles Davis, mm -hmm. is one of the records that was kind of, you know, inspirational for me in many ways. And um, I also, I don't remember exactly what the name of it is. It's the older, I think it's late 50s, Chet Baker album. Okay. That 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 would be that would be another one. Gotcha. All right. Cool. So, Ilya, what does the rest of the year hold for you? What new music? More touring? What else you got going on for the rest of the year? I have a few shows. I'm going to California tomorrow. I'm playing at Spaghettini in okay. Subi. Yeah. On Sunday, July 31st. Then um, in August, I'm going to be mostly at home writing. And okay. producing, I have a couple of tracks that I started working on that I wanna, that I'm hoping to finish by the end of the year. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Those actually uh, songs, those are not instrumentals that are actually okay. original. Oh, great! Uh, but that will feature both my trumpet and vocals. Okay. I also have a show in Yosemite for a concert series there in September, mm -hmm. and I have a couple more shows in the, in the fall at Spaghettini and in um, a few more shows on the East Coast that are coming up that awesome. are just basically getting booked. Yeah. Wow. So if people want to see you out on the road, where can they go and get information about those shows? I think the best way to just see it, it's all on my website. It's uh, iliaserov.com. Great. And it has all of the links to, you know, and besides my tour dates, also the my music and my videos and everything yeah. else. Kind of like one hub for everything and uh and of course you know i do all of the social media stuff but all the links are also on the website so people Great. can spread out and check it out some more 
Fantastic. Well, Ilya, we really appreciate you taking time to visit with us today, and we wish you much continued success. Oh, thank you so much, Carl. I appreciate it. It was great being on your show, and thank you for having me. I really enjoyed spending this hour with you. Absolutely. It was our pleasure. Thank you again. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody, be sure to get your tickets for the 2022 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, August 26th through 27th, featuring Bob James, Najee, Adam Hawley, Alex Bunyong, Gabriella Anders, and more. Tickets are selling fast, so go to freshcoastjazz.com and get your tickets today. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. 